Hey, this is Stephanie. This is the Bright Podcast. And today we're going to talk about shaming. So yesterday, a life coach that I follow posted online something about shaming people for not doing more during quarantine. And when I read it, I had a visceral reaction to it. I was so heated with a lot of passion and a lot of fury. I recorded an initial podcast filled with all of that passion and fury. However, I want my message to be clear and for people not to get lost in the emotion of it. So I went ahead and re-recorded recorded this podcast. Oddly enough, I had been doing my own research around things regarding shame. So when his post hit, I knew I couldn't just sit back and let this be. Let me read the post for you here. It says, shame on you. Shame on you if you didn't improve your body over the last four months. Shame on you if you didn't create a deeper relationship with your spouse. Shame on you if you didn't educate yourself in some ways to make more money. I don't agree with how this country has handled COVID, but I still saw an opportunity, so I took it. I'm in better shape than I've been. I've spent more time with my wife and kids. I've started two new businesses, so if you find yourself exactly where you were when you started or worse off, then shame on you. Now is the time to do something about it. Okay. Uh, Okay. Well, you know, I can understand a little bit of where he's coming from because when we first started lockdown, I was like totally, oh my gosh, We could change the world. Look at all these amazing things that we can do. We were actually living in California. I was out there working when the lockdown or shutdowns all started. So California shut down before Arizona. So I've been doing this like a lot longer and it's definitely getting to me. But so when we started, I was like very gun ho and was like, yes, we can I can help so many people. I can help my own self. I can do all these things that I've been putting off. There's so many opportunities for self-exploration and to become better versions of ourselves. I was so pumped up to help people and help myself. Uh, So I can totally get on board with that because honestly, right now, even still, this time is such an amazing and unique opportunity to do some of those things that you've been putting off because you say you don't have time. I don't have time is a classic excuse that a lot of people use. And I even find myself using it because it's just so easy of an excuse to fall into. So going to this whole lockdown thing, I feel very similar. I did find myself like, not necessarily judging, but like, hey, you could be doing other things with your time besides watching a bunch of Netflix, you know, just wanting to, you know, shed some light on things, right? However, (laughs) that outlook quickly changed. And, you know, thank goodness it did, because I feel like Anytime we're judging people, even if we're like a little bit judging people, it's just like low vibe and very negative and it's very egocentric like, oh, look at me. I'm doing all this stuff with my life while you're just watching Netflix. I mean, it's just very low vibe, like I said. 
So what happens when you have all these unknowns and changes and there's so much chaos? Well, it can be very overwhelming just for you to take one step forward or just be present in the moment. There are people out there right now that have lost their jobs, that have lost their family members from COVID, lost everything. Everyone right now is trying to figure out what their new normal looks like and how to deal with it. And it's totally okay for you to have those feelings and to have days where you're struggling. It's okay to have feelings of, I just need to breathe for a second, have feelings of that pain, feelings of grieving for the normal life that we once had. And it is totally okay to take the time to breathe and just be. In fact, I encourage it. It's not okay to shove your feelings down and just keep bottling them up because when we shove them down, when we're blocking them, doing, you know, whatever, besides processing, this can cause more pain, more suffering, and for a longer amount of time. You have to feel through these feelings, which I get that that can be hard some days because honestly, I don't there's some days that I don't really want to deal with them either. I get nervous that my feelings will overtake me and I will not come back out of it. However, I know that this is not true. This is just another way of me trying to block myself from working through those really hard things. I cannot and will never get on board with someone, especially a coach, shaming on you like saying shame on you like I can't I will not get on board with that that is so degrading and is so mean if you are a leader if you want to be a leader if you are a coach if you want to be a coach if you just want to help guide someone to be better if you're trying to give any sort of motivational anything if you're talking to a friend a family member your child you should not say shame on you When you say shame on you, people will take that on and take that shame on and then it becomes like a mental battle. Shame doesn't motivate pro-social behaviors. It fuels social withdrawal and low self-esteem. This is from Psychology Today, Dr. Bacho in an article titled Why Shaming Doesn't Work. Shaming does not push people to become better versions of ourselves. Shaming does not help to guide or make changes. So let's just dig in a little deeper here and stay with me, okay? We were born empty vessels. We were happy, positive, and some even say that we have a positivity set point, but that's for another day. Over time, people will say and do things to us and we take that on as our own. We weren't born thinking we were fat. At some point, someone either directly or indirectly made a comment to us and we held that as truth. Usually it's someone that we respected, liked, in some way had some sort of attachment. So we continue to hold on to that and look for ways to confirm that as the truth. It's not until we wake up and realize that this is not our truth and this is actually someone else else's that we can start seeing things for what they are. I remember when I was like in second grade swinging on a swing set and somebody called me Miss Piggy. So over the years, I looked for words, experiences, 
other phrases that people would say to me and and to prove that I am fat and shame myself into being something else that someone wanted me to be. This initial comment had been the root of so many things that I, I didn't even know where or how this weed grew into my brain until I was able to see the root and how this thought was somebody else's perception of what I should or shouldn't be. Brene Brown is a leader and researcher in shame. She has written many books and speaks openly about it. She has some great TEDx talks and I think you should look into them. She defines shame as the intensely powerful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. This is what you are projecting onto people when you are shaming them. This is what you are projecting onto yourself when you are shaming yourself. Let me say this again. Shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. So when you shame someone, including yourself, you are saying that they are flawed and they are unworthy of love and belonging. Let's just quickly take a look at shame versus guilt. Guilt says I did something bad while shame says I am something bad. So when you do something wrong, you may feel bad about that. um, And that's just guilt because you did something. But when you take that on and you start saying I am something bad, that is shame. And that's when shame takes over. Another great quote from Brene Brown, shame corrodes the very part of us that believes we are capable of change. So here we have this great leader who promotes change and growth telling us how painful shame is, telling us that shame is what pains us and stops us from growing and changing and becoming the very person that we want to become. When someone shames us, it is up to us whether we take that on as truth. Because clearly there's a lot of jerks out there, even ones who promote themselves as coaches, who believe that shaming people into submission is a way to make people change. In another article from Psychology Today, this one by Melissa Kirk, we learn, quote, shame can embed itself in us deeply. Shaming words may never be forgotten and shaming others, though it may be effective for behavior change, damages them and lowers us in their esteem. Who wants to be around someone who tries to make them feel ashamed? This article was uh, titled, Shame on You, Do You Use Shame to Control Others? Melissa goes on to say, shame in whatever form it takes is a way to control the other person by using their deeply ingrained need for connection to threaten them with disconnection. Ooh, that's deep. So... Like I said, this has been something that, you know, has been ruminating with me for some time. And I remember a trip from Arizona back to California and somewhere between Arizona and California, Jamie and I got into a deep discussion about negative and positive feedback. We had been listening to a Joe Rogan podcast Honestly, I couldn't tell you which one it was, but we ended up diving headfirst into our own personal experiences work-wise with negative feedback. And we were just talking about how negative feedback 
in the in the workplace really can affect how you feel towards that workplace, right? Um, so when you're re- all you're receiving is negative feedback, that creates a negative attachment. And I believe that's true for people too. So if you are going to someone, say it's your spouse, your mom, your dad, a friend, and all you're getting is just a bunch of negative feedback, that creates a negative attachment. Humans like to be told we're doing something right. That's totally our nature to have to have and want some sort of positive feedback. Now, of course, in order to grow and improve, we do need some sort of feedback. That doesn't mean that it has to be negative, though, right? It needs to be constructive feedback. One of the things that we're talking about while we're, you know, traveling is the show called 100 Humans. And in this show we had watched, they do little experiment, experiments on people. So what they do is they have this group of 100 humans. They set up these little mini experiments and see what happens. And on one of the episodes, they take two groups of people and each group has a few people in in each group and one group is going to get harsh feedback and the other is going to get positive feedback and their task was to twirl plates so like i said one group was judged harshly with the negative feedback, even if they were amazing, while the other group was given positive feedback, no matter how great or terrible their performance was. After the first round and the feedback, the groups were sent off to practice or to do whatever, and they did some interviews with them about how they felt with their feedback. And of course, one guy felt pretty bad about himself. After that, they brought back on these two groups one of the people who had performed really amazing but received negative feedback ended up doing worse on the second time around and then another older gentleman that was told on the first round that he was worse than my dog by one of the judges was completely defeated and didn't even bother to try or practice or improve so Clearly, he did not do well either. However, the people who received positive feedback all improved on their skills. In an article from Harvard Business Review titled Negative Feedback Rarely Leads to Improvement by Scott Bernido. Sorry, Scott. I'll work on your last name. It says, Paul Green, a doctoral candidate at Harvard Law I'm sorry, Harvard Business School and two colleagues studied field data from a company that used transparent peer-reviewed process and also gave its 300 employees some say in defining their jobs and thus over whom they worked with. The researchers' analysis revealed that critical appraisals from colleagues drove employees to adjust their roles to be around people who would give them more positive reviews. The conclusion, negative feedback rarely leads to improvement. The article goes on to say, negative feedback is a psychological threat and leads to anxiety and depression. So if negative feedback is a perceived threat, 
of course, we're going to move away from that type of behavior to find something that's not threatening, which of course that makes sense. If a bear was standing in front of me, I would totally start moving away from that threat because I do not want to get eaten. Like I said, it is not about blocking all negative feedback. It's about shining a light on things that we need to change in a way that's safe and valued. Negative feedback focuses on what we're doing wrong, while constructive feedback focuses on ways we can improve. I think this is something that can be useful on a daily basis. I feel like no matter where you are in life, you're always giving some sort of, you have the ability to give some sort of feedback. Did you know that rolling your eyes is considered negative feedback? I mean, I can't say I'm surprised because it does make sense when you think about it. Brene Brown says the antidote to shame is empathy. If we're trying to be better leaders, teachers, friends, and freaking humans, then we need to move away from shaming people and have empathy. Belittling others is nothing but an ego trip. We can provide constructive feedback to others while maintaining empathy and respect for other people. The world right now doesn't need more shaming. We need more compassion and kindness. So... I hope that you understood this message, something that is very deep, near and dear to my heart. I've done quite a bit of research on this and truly believe that shame is just not the way to do things. So just a little PSA, if you find yourself with a coach that is shaming you for not doing enough, for not being enough, please leave that coach, please like that. Oh, you should not be paying someone to shame you into submission. Okay, that that is all. I hope everyone has a great rest of their day and we'll see you soon.